With UPS, future you gets seriously pumped. As a package handler, you'll have a great job this season. Make up to $20 per hour after bonuses for a 25-hour work week. Future you goes further than you imagine. Find out what you'll become at upsjobs.com. The views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville. It seems like everybody, man, we got a full <laughs> packed house. Everybody trying to get out of the rain. <laughs> I know, right? That mid-April tornadic like weather in January. Yeah, it's crazy outside right now, man. But uh, maybe that's indicative of how things are going to be this weekend. Maybe, man, because there's a whole lot of action. Man, NFL playoffs heating up. Yes, the indeed. The Lamar doubters and haters in full effect. Yes, indeed. Yes, in indeed. studio, we have everybody, man. Got the real Imperial Rail. We got Rashawn, Triple A. Quadruple. That's right, it's Quadruple A. <laughs> Myers, the Green Eye Bandit and the 62nd Assassin himself. Yes, sir. The world's friendliest Marine. Hoorah. <laughs> and my man, the analyst, Guillermo Suave. <laughs> William <laughs> Lee. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And we're also joined in studio, who we'll get to a little bit later. The undisputed. Oh, 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 oh. man, I, I gotta hype him up, man. I gotta hype oh, him up. Oh, no, tell him no. Man, tell gotta tune him. in. Look, no, we got a special. Yeah, yeah you gotta tune in later for this because, man, coming up. We're passing a real WBC RTG boxing belt around the studio as we speak. Everybody's getting photos with it. Yo, return to greatness. Return to greatness is here in the studio live with us, folks. Live, Mr. WBC Carlos Dixon. WBC Championship, tell him right here in the hands. Yes, we're holding it and passing it around. It never, never before, never before. This is the first for me. Those things are heavy too. Yeah, very heavy, very this heavy. It's not light. Well, you know, this is the, the the people's radio show, and now we got the people's champ in the building. Yes, indeed. There you go. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, welcome to the Derby City Game Day, and it is in fact game day. So much so for me that I'm going to have to leave early because both of my kids have games today. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to have to leave early today. It's literally but, uh, game day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But very glad but to be really, here. But your son got his game face on. He's, he's ready. got his game face. Shavley Baptist Church, stand up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's in the league. You know what I'm saying? My daughter is a cheerleader for Bloom Elementary. They play over at, uh, here at Manual here at, at noon. So let's about to go dunk on somebody. Yes, sir. I'm yes, sir. Junior yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But we got uh, – even though – 
in terms of local sports, there's not a lot happening. There's still a lot happening in sports in general. So, uh, fellas, let, let's go on and kick it off for the people. Absolutely, man. Of course, University of Louisville uh, still on, on the comeback trail, uh, trying to uh, get back into the good graces of Card Nation after a uh, a tough a couple of games, uh, you know, of course, losing to uh, Texas Tech in early December and then following that with back-to-back losses to um, Kentucky and Florida State. Louisville did get back to their winning ways uh, against Miami, uh, and now they're going to try to back that up by going out on the road and getting it done at Notre Dame. Now, of course, everybody knows every time Louisville goes up uh, to South Bend, uh, it's always tough like every time I've ever seen a Louisville game up in South Bend something crazy happened even remember back 2013 with uh, Siva and Gorgie Zhang the team that won the title they lost in what double overtime to like Garrick Sherman and crew so um, it's gonna be interesting to see if Louisville can go up there start to build some momentum I think the schedule kind of sets up for them to have an opportunity so we'll have to see what happens with that you know this should be a very very winnable game for the cards so so far what we've seen this season with U of L is that they do pretty well against teams they're supposed to beat. Yes, they just tend to struggle against those "quote unquote" elite teams, especially teams with a lot of length and height at the guard position. So you know, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Cards do. But honestly, I expect the Cards to win by at least ten points. Um, you know, I, I want to see them get into a good rotation. I, I want to see them get into a rhythm and then hold that rhythm for the majority of the game. Because what Louisville tends to do is, especially against teams they should beat, they'll get up, take the froth off the gas, and then struggle to get it back the rest of the game and kind of cruise to a win. I want to see them get in rhythm, stay in rhythm, and finally close somebody out and get it done and, and take that next step in your maturation process as a basketball team, ten win. I mean, ten points, a ten point win in a, a road game in ACC. I mean, especially considering Louisville has, I, I'd say they either have a five hundred below five hundred win loss record on the road at Notre Dame. Yeah, but, but this is the Notre Dame of old. I mean, they're ten and five. This is a Notre. This is like the new day of a Notre Dame basketball. They're, they're just suspect. They're, they're kind of young, and, and Mike Bray teams normally um, do better when they are um, older. So, I mean, there is definitely uh, questions about where they are as a team. But, at the, again, at the same time, it's still Notre Dame. And I've seen Notre Dame bring all types of teams, good teams, bad teams, doesn't matter. Louisville and Notre Dame get together. They usually play uh, pretty entertaining games. So, I just say uh, 10 points on the road. If, if, if Louisville can do 10. that, that would be awesome. I I'm mean, calling but, it. You know, that's. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm looking for 10. I'm looking for a team that can. To me, it's more about holding that rhythm. It's about getting that rhythm and then holding that rhythm throughout and not doing what Louisville likes to do, which is get up, let a team come back, and then kind of fight them off the end or maybe come back at the very end and make the score look big. I want to see that rhythm throughout the game, kind of getting that flow and keep the flow. Well, you know, when we talked about it at Main Event Sports TV Live uh, at Encore on 4th, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about it. Of course, six twenty-three South Fourth Street. If you all, you all six thirty. Six thirty. I always, I always want to put y'all in the in the in the uh, parking lot. <laughs> six thirty South Fourth Street, uh, Encore on Fourth, right across uh, from the Palace. Um, 
we talked about the fact that, you know, Coach Mack has always, his best teams have always been dependent on great point guard play, very dominant, aggressive point guard play. And that's kind of what they have been looking for, but been very inconsistent with. I mean, Darius Perry has looked good for some games. Fresh Kimball's looked good for some games. David Johnson's looked good in flashes, but they haven't been able to put it all together consistently. Um, well, this Notre Dame game is a perfect example of a game. If you have dominant point guard play and you have aggressive point guard play, guys that can get into the lane and make things happen, you can have a lot of success versus the Irish. So, you know, that that's going to be the question mark. Uh, you know, will they be able to get into the lane, not turn the ball over, and finish at the rim? If they can do that, then Louisville should have a very good day. But, you know, that kind of remains to be seen. And if Notre Dame hits threes, I mean, everybody knows they want to shoot a lot of threes. They want to kick it around. Ashton Gibbs is one of the better guards uh, in the conference. Um, if the rest of those guys get hot and get going, you know, I mean, it, it can be a long day. Yeah, but what are we doing about these death threats against Jordan oh, Warren? What's going on with that, uh, man? Come, hey, over $15. Card Nation, we're, we're not going to do that, okay? We're, we are not Big Blue Nation in that sense, and we don't want to be, okay? We're not going to be a bunch of uh, crazed fans out here threatening a bunch of teenage basketball players because they're not living up to our expectations as we sit home on our couch telling them how they should be playing and what they should be doing on the court. And if, you know, if it was me, I would know no, if it was you, if it was you, <laughs> you, would, like you wouldn't times. be doing nothing. You wouldn't even be, they wouldn't even let you out the tunnel because you're sitting at home on your couch. If it if it could be you, it would be you. Uh, but y- yes, so stop it, please. Yes. We're not going to do that. So, These are kids. Even if they were grownups, we're not taking it there over a basketball game, okay? Go get you some help, all right? Call call the hotline and get you some help if it's that serious, all right? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the gambling is real. And, and for those of you all who don't know, Coach Mack mentioned in his press conference yesterday um, that there was a, a death threat over a $15 bet in the UofL UK game that, that was made on Twitter uh, to Jordan War. Of course, Jordan said that he's just, you know, laughing it off. He's like, whatever. But the university's taking it more seriously, and they're actually looking into it. So, $15. You know. Who raised, like, who, on, who raised you? <laughs> who raised you? Death that's, threats over fifteen dollars, really? That's when sports get stupid, man. man. I mean, that, that, that whole thing, you know, that's that's, ridic- that's ridiculous. And, and I would hope that we continue to get better. But you know, it's crazy people everywhere. I mean, Louisville fans, there's some crazy little fans out there too. Just like there's crazy fans in every fan base. People that take it way too far. So uh, hopefully, um, the crazy fan bases stop we, at we, Kentucky, hold on, West hold on, Virginia. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm looking at this text. Did we have a hoorah shout out this morning? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Now, did you mention mention being a Marine? Yeah. I did. Just, oh, okay. Because we have a uh, Mr. Haven Harrington. Coldest Absolutely. show on the ESPN Airways. This is straight off the text line, <laughs> by the way. Uh, coldest show on the ESPN Airways. Who is a Marine? They asked. They said, I was Embassy Guard 88-97. Not sure what that means. Can you tell us or would you have to kill us? <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> hey, hey. Company K, Kania, Hawaii, tw- uh, uh, 2621, Morris Intercept Operator, United States Marine Corps. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yes, shout sir. out. Shout out. All the Marines. He did nothing. All he did was stay in the you bunker. You know that. Listen to Morse code and go on the beach. Hey, a hey. damn paperclip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that there are worse duty stations than being in, in Hawaii. So, man, you know, I could imagine. Uh, Oahu was beautiful, man. I loved it. So, I bet it was. Yeah, Listen to Morse code all day. Absolutely. On the beach. Uh, up all night, you know, was uh, up doing code all night and then playing all day. Well, shout out to all of our servicemen and women. Keep Absolutely. checking in with us, you all. We uh, we love the text messages and, and the that. phone calls. So I'm sorry to interject, but that, that, that text kind of <laughs> caught me off guard. I, I guess I didn't hear that I, part. We really. love our texts. And if you want to get in, uh, of course, text us next, uh, 502-3831-939. Or you can give us a call in as well, 502-8150-939 as well. 
There it is. There it is. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I think that today is definitely a day where people expect for um, Louisville to go out there, continue their winning ways. Um, you know, I, I did want to know what you guys thought about you know, the point guard spot, who, you know, we've seen Fresh play well. He had the biggest game, probably in the biggest marquee game versus Kentucky. Fresh looked good since then, kind of iffy. And that's, and that's um, Lewis' issue, man. And, and that's what I mean by you have to keep that momentum going. You have to see who's going to get in the flow and keep the flow because it seems like one game, Fresh is good. Another game, Perry is good. Another game, well, in spots and games, David Johnson is good. But nobody's consistent. Like, nobody can consistently – be that guy. Yeah. And that's Louisville's main problem. You don't have that consistent force at point guard. And that's what they're that's what this team is sorely lacking. I mean, you got it down low, but college basketball is a guards game. Yes. It's a guards game. Like the NBA is a wing game. College basketball is a guards game. And if you're going to go far, you need guard play. So somebody's going to have to step up. Would you I, – I, I know that Coach Mack said that he wanted to get the, the freshman and more. We saw David Johnson play more against Miami on Tuesday night. Um, would you want to see more of David Johnson in there? Do you think Coach Mack should stick with the, the lineup of Fresh and uh, Perry and just keep that? Would you look to get David starting or does it not matter? Just well, like what, what would you do with the lineup? You know, like to me, starting never matters to me. It, it doesn't matter. Who starts the game is, is, is inconsequential. What matters is how you play once you're in the game. And I know you guys are going to hate this, but this is why I kind of take a page out of Calipari's book. We kind of play the hot hand. But you have to play them all. I want to see David Johnson get 10, 15 minutes a game because you're going to need that experience. He's going to have to play in a tournament, either ACC tournament and or the big dance. So you need to get that experience now. Get him 10, 15 minutes a game. I say start fresh, go with Perry, and, you know, just see where everything lands. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, as uh, when I was younger, uh, my, my brother was definitely the more more of the sports head. But I was always asked to, like, the, the questions that made sense. And uh, he would tell me to be quiet because I didn't know what I was talking about. And rest in peace to my brother, by the way. Um, and as I always asked, why, why does it make a difference who starts the game? Like, the starters, why has that always been, like, something that, that they pay attention to? Uh because to me, it's always about how you finish, and I know that's kind that's kind of sounding very uh, cliche ish, but it's true. It's it's true. You know, I I used to always say, why, why don't they go for it on fourth down? Said, Shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. Now it's so common to go for it on fourth down. See, I, I was just looking into the future, man. I was a prophet, <laughs> but no, seriously, like I've always been kind of intrigued by the whole idea of being a starter, um, and why why it matters so much, and and like you said with Calipari with the platoons, how he had it set up such that he made that point less important you know starting doesn't really matter we're going to switch out some people going to start now some people going to start later your 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 roles here are important regardless of whether you start or not it's time for for, uh, rick mack to tap into people's strengths (laughs) so that he can put these players in the position that they need to be in on the court and i'm not talking about their their actual position guard you know center or whatever but put them in the position that they need to be in on the court in order for them to succeed and for to reach their greatest level of success. I don't think he's tapping into their strengths. That's what it is. He's trying to put them into a mold, and I think he needs to let them flourish in terms of what what they do best. What do you do best? Let's figure out a way to make that useful on this team. Well, I, I think that when you look at it, especially when you talk about starting 
in college. You're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds. And a lot of times with younger folks, the mentality of, man, I'm a starter. If coach ain't starting me, then he thinks I suck. Right. So, you know, now I'm in my own head and I'm not playing as well. I'm not playing as many minutes. And I think we kind of saw that early on where Samuel Williamson comes out the first couple of games, looks like. A, a one and done on, like on the way, and, and he's playing. You know, so he scores seventeen points in like twelve, fourteen minutes, and then we saw his minutes kind of dwindle as he got into the Michigan game and some of the more veteran teams. He played less, and his play got worse, and, and because he wasn't playing. And I think that's what you deal with is. You know, when you're dealing with young people, it's tough to tell them not to start. Like, this is not the pros where, you know, Lou Williams is coming off the bench for the Clippers, and he's like, you know what, start, come off the bench, or, you know, Jamal Crawford, guys like that, they don't care. I'm I'm going to get my my buckets regardless, you know. But it's different when you're dealing with young folks. You you just don't know how they're going to react. Sometimes guys don't mind. Like, I think Ryan McMahon is fine coming off the bench, starting. It doesn't matter uh, for him. He's an older guy. Um, But with young players, I think that sometimes starting matters. Because we I remember a couple years ago, with Jalen Johnson and Ray Spaulding. Whoever started for those two guys was always the one that played well, and the other one that came off the bench played, and it didn't matter who Rick started. Right. He tried flip-flopping it, and it just never worked. Well, I, and I get it. There's a stigma associated with starting it because it, the assumption is that the best players are the ones who start. Right. And, you know, I, there has to be a hierarchy there. I, I get it all. But to have so much wrapped up in the fact that you start or don't start, hey, I, my point is this. You know, you need to start developing your game and, and, and trying to figure out the assets of your game that make you the player that you are. You know, that's what it's all about to me. But, you know, that's why I'm sitting here on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be another chance um, to, to move forward with it. Um, and, you know, hopefully Louisville can go on the road uh, 2 o'clock. Uh, it's coming up uh, to tune in uh, to tune in your dials uh, to check out the cards and then of course after the Cardinals play we got a lot more action man? coming up oh man have an NFL I, I, playoffs I the Saturday the Saturday the NFL round. action I like it you know I couldn't do it all year but I'm definitely excited about today definitely excited about today. There we go. Well, fellas, we're up against that first break. Let's go ahead and hit it. You are once again listening to Derby City Game Day. Rashawn, Haven, Will, Rel, and our esteemed guest, Mr. Carlos Dixon, is in the building. You'll be hearing his uh, velvety voice very, very soon. So uh, you are listening to Derby City Game Day 93.9 DeVille. And hey, we'll be back. Two main event sports taking care of you on a rainy, rainy Saturday afternoon. Uh, and fellas, I tell you what, man, it may be rainy and gloomy outside, but in this state, it's in this studio right now, it's shining bright, man. We got so many great things going on here uh, on just a packed day of football. Now, I know last week they did the AFC games one day, and then they did the NFC. It's both AFC games today t- tonight, correct? Yes. So so we'll have the Texans and the Chiefs. They are the start they, they are the first game up, Texans and Chiefs. And then we have uh Ravens and uh Titans, Titans in the the uh, nightcap eight o'clock. Yep. 
There we go. And the amount of people picking the Ravens. Is, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the amount of people picking the Titans. It's crazy. You know what? Well, after last week, man, hey. The the this is like it's the time of year. You know, you got to look at the playoff the playoff game, team. I yeah. feel like this is like the last stand of Lamar haters. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is their last chance to be right, yeah. quote unquote, and say, "Ah, it doesn't work and all ah, he can't win and all ah, he can't do it." You know, so I feel like they're rallying their support. I mean, these guys really think that Derrick Henry is going to have another monstrous game like he did against the Patriots, which he did. Well, they, he, they did have a good game, no, so you got to understand. Derrick Henry had a good game. Tannehill threw for 72 yards. Well, right, right. But as a team, that's, that's terrible. it was a big win for them. It was a big win. I mean, <laughs> you beat big the hapless Patriots. The Patriots that they – this is the first time where, like, Tom Brady, like, not having any weapons has really cost them. The and, Patriots were overrated all year. I mean, they, they had a very gaudy record, but they did have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. It still uh, had everybody scared to death. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, please. Tom, Tom Brady's the monster under the under the bed. Hey, man, look. We're like, dude, put them away. <laughs> put them away <laughs> while they while they can. You know, while you can. Don't let your foot up off their neck. I was nervous. Even watching the game, I'm like, oh, dude, don't leave a second on the clock for them Until to do anything. Until that pick six, then you Man, knew it was over. Then, it, like, then you knew, oh, but only then. That's the crazy thing. Before that, you were like, oh, coming my, back. they're going to figure it out. They're down by 35, 40 seconds to go. They can still do it. Like, you know, that's that's the New England Patriots right there. But, so. but you know, I think the challenge for the, the Ravens, um, is a little different than it was last year. I mean, you know, Lamar was a rookie last year. The Ravens were taking on a very veteran quarterback in Phillip Rivers, a guy who's had some success um, in the playoffs and had that experience. And they still had an opportunity to win. Justin Tucker misses the field goal at the end of the game, um, and the Ravens end up losing when they had an opportunity to take it over. Right. Well, they also called a very conservative game Yes. for Lamar, and they kind of let him loose in the fourth quarter, but by then it was too late. By the time they let them loose, they let them run and things of that nature, it was it was too late. Right. I do not see the Ravens going conservative. They're going to go pedal to the metal, and they're going to play their game. They're going to run their offense, and they're going to do what the Ravens do. Now, do I expect you know uh, Derrick Henry to have a good game? Yes, because I've seen it where you know several times this season, whether it's the 49ers, the Seahawks, and other teams, where you can actually run against this Ravens team. But the Ravens' offense always manages to get points. They hold the town possession. And with their great running attack, they just wear down opposing team's defense to where you have, uh, you know, a very a super efficient offense with Lamar Jackson, the quarterback. Now, a conservative game from the Ravens today would blow my mind. But we've seen it happen. We have all right. seen things happen where they get to the playoffs and they want to do something a little different. Listen, if Harbaugh, if you just happen to be listening in, you know, whatever those chances are, Listen. dude, play your game. Listen, that defense of the Ravens is a superb defense, and they will get the job done. They will not only shut down Henry, they will make, uh, what is his name? Tannehill. Tannehill, Fitzpatrick, whoever it may be, <laughs> they will make him have to throw the ball, something he can't do. They will make him have to beat them through the air. And if we're talking about running games, let's not talk about the fact that there are 2,000-yard rushers on the Ravens versus 1,000-yard rusher and a subpar quarterback. 
and they have a superb defense in the Ravens. And then let's not forget, they have the home field advantage. They're not going to lose in front of their home crowd. They're going to go out there and get it done. I say the Ravens by 21 points. Whoa. Re- Reverend Rail, ladies and gentlemen, the ushers will be coming around with collections plates. <laughs> <laughs> Please pass them to your left. Let the church say amen. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Rail. He said 21. Wow. You know what? And the, the Ravens do. It's Why about not? a 10-point spread, I mean, which is huge for a playoff game. Usually that's, you don't see spreads. That's beyond that huge for a playoff game. You know, so, I mean, definitely um, Vegas thinks that the, the Ravens are going to take care of business. But um, it's going to be interesting. But it, it is definitely a different set of circumstances. You know, when you're going through things your first time, everybody talks about how the intensity and the physicality and everything kind of steps up. Um, Lamar was still a rookie last year. So, He's already had his rookie moments going mm. through the playoffs. Yes, so I, I think that it's going to be a different situation this type or this time around. Um, the Titans, to me, I just don't think they can score enough points. I mean, even though the Ravens led the NFL in rushing yards, which you usually equate to a low-scoring defensive type team, no. they still led the NFL in scoring. I, a quick question. If if they were to win the, cha- the, uh, the, the Super Bowl this year, how, what, what um, in history has a, a player, uh, a quarterback, ever won a Super Bowl that early in their career? Um. Would he be the youngest Super Bowl winner ever? I believe he would be, um, but yes. I, I would have to check on the that. The only person he had be. a chance was Dan Marino, and they, he lost Yes, in the Super Bowl. He, he made it to the Super Bowl his rookie season. Oh, wow. And lost, and didn't go back after that. Yes. My son's over there laughing. They show, they're showing highlights of Lamar on the screen behind, behind us stupid. now. Man. I mean, <laughs> last year he was the youngest quarterback to ever start a playoff game. Um, this year he's going to be the youngest MVP ever. Um, the Ravens have set so many records that Lamar's been a part of. The first team uh, to average this many rushing yards uh, a game since, I believe, the 73 Dolphins. Um, so, you know, you're talking about a team that has just completely and totally changed the record books. It reminds me so much of the Vikings of the late 90s yeah. when you had young Randy Moss, Jake Reed, Chris Carter, Robert Griffin, and just that amazing Randall offense with Randall Cunningham. Cunningham. I mean, and more than anything, it's man, amazing. It's, it's really, really fun and exciting to watch. What, what time is the game today? Eight. Eight o'clock. They, right, they I think, think kickoff's actually 815. 815. Nice, nice, nice. Yes, indeed, man. This is a uh, it's a fun time to be to be uh, a Louisville slash Ravens fan. Uh, I mean, you got a lot of Louisville players. You got Jerry Alexander, yeah, yeah, with the yeah. Packers. Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think Brandon Dunn starts for the Texans. Yeah, our, our New Orleans Saints, uh, a la Teddy Bridgewater, were, you know, oh. were eliminated last week. So the chance of them having a uh, opportunity to uh, to to make it further, uh, you know, and Teddy possibly getting some shine. You know, is is no longer there, but you know, we still shouting out Teddy today, man. Now, Absolutely, now you talk talking about Teddy, Teddy and the Saints, the Saints and the Patriots, man. You guys are talking about the ends of dynasties, but think about this: this is like the end of like an era with Breeze going out. In two the first really round. old quarterbacks, I tell you that. Right. I know, but still, <laughs> I mean, but two dominant guys going Absolutely. out in the first round, and they're not looking good, right? Going out in the first round. That's the thing. They're not looking good now. Um, I know Tom Brady said he'll be back. Now, if he comes back as a Patriot, I don't know because he's a free agent. But there's a team out there that, that think they may be close to making that playoff run. Do you think the Patriots are really going to let him walk? I mean, there's uh, talk Bill about, Belichick, yeah. The, I, I think Bill Belichick would do it. There's talk about it, definitely. Uh, I mean, I, it's I don't think – It's a cutthroat game. It's a very cutthroat. It, it, I would it say just this. goes to show when these players make the decision to leave, you fans need to get your heads out of your behinds, man. The team, if the team will let them go, then they should have the free. They should be have the freedom to leave whenever they want. To. I, I would mean, say this: most great quarterbacks end up somewhere else. I would say end. this: if if Garoppolo 
was still the backup to Brady, Brady would be gone. Yeah. This is it. If he was still the backup, he would be gone, and then Garoppolo would be the man with the Patriots. It was all but good he's right just now a week with the, ago. With the Niners. Hey, what did he say? It was all good just I, a week ago. Look, you win the championship <laughs> one year. The next year, they talk about you. You done. But, so <laughs> but, but keep it real, folks. Done. I he's mean, like forty-three. He's <laughs> ancient. When you look at these eight teams that are in the playoffs, done, right now, son. It's all about the leaders of the new school. It's all about the young quarterbacks. You look at you know Lamar. You have Tannehill, who's a kind of a new guy. He's a bum. You know, but he's different. He's a different face in the playoffs. A, uh, uh, I you mean, got, you got Patrick you, Mahomes. You got Mahomes. You got uh, Watson. The, you got the Watson. You have uh, Garoppolo with the Niners. You have Cousins. He's a new face. He finally got a playoff win last week uh, getting that big win against the, the Saints so I mean you have him and then you have the two elder statesmen playing the, the, the Packers versus the Seahawks um, with Wilson um, and Aaron Rodgers so like those two those are the only guys holding the torch if, you know once when one of those guys is going to lose this week guaranteed that one of those two old men so you'll really only have well, one see, elder no, statesman oh, 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 stop right there stop right there yes, Russell sir. Wilson is really not an old man he's only been in the league by five six years I mean he's, he's not an old quarterback I mean he's in his 30s you know, I mean, he's he's an old, old. You know, I, compared to the other guys, he's an older guy. He's he, he's a he's a guy who has a Super Bowl. He's a proven commodity. But you know, I'm just talking about guys. It's new. It, everything is new. And for the longest time, especially with a lot of these Super Bowls, we've seen kind of the same suspects, uh, kind of over and over and over again. So we are going to get something different this year. Well, it's always been the Patriots versus whoever the NFC can can send to get beat. That's true. This this actually will be some. Looking at you, different. Atlanta Falcons. Oh, that 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 Super Bowl still hurts me too. Oh man, that was one of the greatest Super Bowls. Like it, ever. it was fun, only because hard to watch. I picked the Patriots to win. When Sean was giving me the blues, the whole game he was giving me the blues. <laughs> Oh, ha! Man. You guys are losing. Ha! Uh, You're getting blown out. It should have. The game should have been over. It should have been over. And then the, the Falcons just—they turtled coaching. up, and the they Falcons got that little lead. The gas. Jason Voorhees rose up oh, with gosh. that machete. Ended <laughs> 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 <Hey, anyway. laughs> Oh, that, that, that one hurt. He's dead. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, we killed oh. him. Yeah, yeah, let's let's go go like Tyson Fury did. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Oh my the gosh. Undertaker. He did the Undertaker. Put the mask back on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm just excited because we get something different. We get something different. We get to see something new. I'm very excited about the divisional round today. Um, so, I will be tuned in as soon as the Louisville game goes final and, and and hopefully we're celebrating the Cardinal victory. Uh, all football, man. It's so man, let's football. go ahead. Who you got? Chiefs, Texans. Um, you know what? Um, I really, really and truthfully, I like the Texans. Really? I, I like the Texans. Chiefs for me, baby. I, I think that the Texans are that team. And, you know, they shouldn't have won last week against the Bills. The Bills had that game. They were up, I believe, 16 nothing. The Bills uh, had that game won, and then – my man Allen, Josh Allen, become in the, in the first half he's like Superman. He could do no wrong. Yes. In the second half he forgot how to play. He put the glasses back on. He slicked his hair back. Became Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah. Like that'll do it. You, you, you talk about suspect chin ninjas. You know the, the, that that thing that you talk about where where guys are kind of suspect. You know they they, they can't take a punch. Man. It's like there's a boxing show. Like I feel like the Chiefs are that team with that glass jaw. Like they look good and they look pretty, but you hit them in the mouth and they have a tendency to fold. And I think that this Texas team was on the brink. And the way they played the end of that game, I think they're going to ride that momentum. And we know that Deshaun Watson's a guy who has that clutch gene in him. He tends to play well when the when the chips are down. I think the Texans are going to get it done. Well, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes 
Yeah, and I'm, the Chiefs. I'm, I'm pulling for Patrick. Have Mahomes, like all so. the experience. You got a coach that's been to the Super Bowl, Andy Reid. You know, you have players that have been to the AFC Championship game was and had victory right there until yeah, they, they they folded against the Patriots. They fo- I mean, I, yeah, it was. I mean, honestly, <laughs> they did. The stage was too big, and by the time they realized, hey, it's just a regular game, and they got used to playing in that type of atmosphere, it was too late. The game was over, and they couldn't mount that comeback. But they don't have that now. They've sure. done it. They and have the experience. They have a heck of a home field advantage. Uh, oh, you, you man. Know, you know, Arrowhead Stadium is going to be Arrowhead's gonna be rocking. crazy. I just can't pick. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. The Texans are still kind of beat up. J.J. Watt is still not 100%. He's like your best defensive player that you have. Um, and Because you got to get pressure on Mahomes. you got to get pressure. He's kind of gimpy. You know, his ankle may not be 100%. You need to test him. You need to get him out the pocket. But even out the pocket, the man's like, he has a cannon for an arm. He's amazingly accurate. He has great weapons. The running game is like it was last year because, well, all the running backs apparently have gotten caught up in sexual scandals and all sorts of stuff. So they all got kicked out of the NFL. But besides that fact, the weapons are there. I'm just going to have to go with the home team on this one. The, the man, Chiefs is just – yeah, I'm pulling for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'm pulling, that's my that's what I'm pulling for. My Mahomes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so, so you riding with the Chiefs? You think it's going to be closer, or you think it's what do you think? Uh, I I think it's going to be a close game. I do because I think that both teams are going to show up to play, and uh, and I hope it's going to be a close game. I think that's what we that's what we're here for, man. We want to see a competitive game, down to the wire, exciting game. And uh, that's what I'm hoping for. No doubt. What about Packers Seahawks? The, the two elder statesmen, Wilson, uh, Wilson versus Rodgers. I'm going with the Seahawks, man. I think Russell Wilson, he's got his groove back. They got beast mode back. Not that he's necessarily going to be a, a huge factor on the field, even though he did push punch one into the end zone last week. I think his presence is just a big deal for the team. I think the Seahawks are going to make something happen today. I'll tell you what. I, the Packers, I don't know how to take them. Like, I, I know that – um, the, the the North Division has two teams uh, that have made it to the divisional round of the playoffs. So the the, the uh, NFC North is a little bit better than what I thought. Um, but I still don't have a good feel for them. Of course, with Jair Alexander being the man for the Packers, I, I would love to see him uh, find a way to make it out and make it to the, to the Super Bowl so you can have Lamar and Jair both there, uh, teammates at Louisville. Um, but Russell Wilson, uh, he just – he finds a way, and I don't know if the Packers will be able to get up enough. Like I think if it's a touchdown game going into the fourth quarter, that once again I think Wilson is kind of like J- Jason. He's going he's going to come get you, oh, yeah. walk you down in the fourth. So I, I do think the Seahawks are going to get the win. You know, the Seahawks have a they have a, they have a good defense. You have um, good wide receivers, and hey, like you said, you you have. One of the best quarterbacks in NFL and Russell Wilson that can get you out of all sorts of spots. You have a running game. But on the other side, man, you got Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He finally has a top-notch wide receiver and Adams to throw to. And they got a running game. And their defense is actually stepping up. Yeah. But – I'm, I'm still going to go to Seahawks. I'm with you. Mm. I'm still going to go to Seahawks. See, I'm also a fan of Pete Carroll. You all know I'm a coach's fan. I'm also I'm a big fan of Pete Carroll. I like the way he develops his players as people and not just as athletes. So uh, I think Pete Carroll, he's going to make something happen. I think he's got he's got what he needs in order to uh, to to make things go forward on the field this time. 
But that, I think getting Beast Mode back was huge because that's, that's the heart. Exactly. That's the heart. He may exactly. not get all the yards, 100 yards, but that's exactly. the heart. Exactly. Hey, that's just, the energy. And, and a quick exactly. one. Does anybody think that the Vikings can beat the 49ers before we No. No, what? Yeah. We'll touch that on the other side of the segment. I, I think that may surprise a lot of people, the Vikings and 49ers. Oh, and yeah, I'm signing out for the day, folks. Glad to be here with you, Derby City Game Day. We got a gr- wonderful treat for you on the other side of the break. Absolutely. Enjoy your weekend. Hey, 93.9 DeVille, main event. We'll be back. Sports show. This is your host Haven Harrington. Man, about to, ooh, about to get into it. I'm excited. Football, I know. NFL. Ooh, it doesn't get better than that. I'm just talking about boxing. Hey, then it can get better. That's why they they call us main event. That's what we all about. I know, right? But before we get into into the boxing half, I got. I want to talk to my man, Big Money Mitch, the redhead kingpin himself, on why he actually thinks the Vikings. Mm. With Kirk Cousins can actually take out the greatness that is the 49ers. I'm not gonna lie. I was on the Saints last week. I thought they were gonna pretty much blow out the Vikings last week, but the Vikings proved something to me. I mean, we're seeing this new era of football of uh, these teams establishing the run, and and no team does it better than the Vikings with Dalvin Cook. And I think that's something the 49ers are not gonna be prepared for. Really? Yeah. You don't think the NFL's leading defense is not ready to take on Dalvin Cook? I don't think so. When's, when's the last when's the last good rushing attack San Francisco has faced? Ravens. And that was a very close game, wasn't it? Yeah. Not. yeah and was. the Ravens and Ravens came victorious, didn't they not? It was, it was close, but you got the best quarterback in the league. And, and G- Lamar Jackson. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jimmy G. I was like, hold on a second. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not Jimmy G. He's good. He's I, good. I just wouldn't be shocked if the Vikings uh, pull out the W over in San Fran. I think whoever's going to be uh, make the Super Bowl on the NFC side, it's going to come from that game between the Vikings and 49ers. I just don't trust the Packers or the, the Seahawks. Um, but if, it, if it's Vikings at Packers for that NFC championship game, Vikings can make a little run to the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. Really? You actually trust Kirk Cousins? I'm trusting Kirk Cousins. I know. I, we'll see. That's a lot. It is. Which he, hey, he doesn't it. show up in primetime games. Any game that starts at like 1 o'clock, he, he's good in. So I don't know what time the Vikings game is at, but if it's not a primetime game, then we're good. So I mean, he'll, he'll never make the Super Bowl then because all the championship oh, games in primetime. Yeah, he can suck tough. in the Super Bowl. I just think they're going to beat the 49ers. So, but, uh, but before I let you go, okay, I want to get your take on your New York football giants because as a Cowboys fan, I was excited. That you guys hired the wide receivers coach for the uh Come on, man. Everyone's <laughs> dogging on him, man. <laughs> Come on, man. The special teams wide receiver coach. The Giants all be ashamed of themselves. I'm sorry, man. That's terrible. <laughs> I, did you look at the other candidates? I yes. That that's that's part of the problem. Like, <laughs> that's the other problem. At the point, at, at some football point, Giants. man. Come on, man. Yeah, the number one TV market in the in, in the league. I personally wanted uh the Baylor coach, Matt Rule, but yes. once he went to the Panthers. Joe Judge, he he sold me a little bit on his press conference. He sold me a little bit. He's excited. He's excited. He's a, he's an old school guy. It's old school mentality. Um, but hey, if you learn under Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, those are the two locker rooms you've you've come from the past you know ten years. Hey, this guy gets you a little bit excited, right? 
the thing about the Giants are Maybe. when they do their coaching searches and when they go about things, and the Cowboys are kind of like that as well, they always want to get those old man traditional hires. Like they don't ever seem to do uh, much stop, thinking stop, outside. Stop, stop. So the Cowboys are different. The box. So the Cowboys are different because oh, the Cowboys oh, only hire a coach. There's going to be subservient to Jerry Jones. <laughs> so that, that that's, a, that's that's a small that's pool of coaches that you can pull from. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's why that's why I'm just waiting to see who the he who he uh, hires as coordinators, but so far I like the hire. I like it. Well, well, well count count me in the Niners. I think that the the Vikings are going to, you know, Vikings are are going to come out. They're going to play well, but I think the 49ers are going to get it done. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm picking the 49ers by 14. Okay, nice. I mean, Niners have been dominant like all season. Like all season long they've been dominant. And Jimmy G, in a, in a quarterback battle, I'll take him five days a week, possibly six, over Kirk Cousins. Very nice. Very nice. But you know what? January 18th, man. Next Saturday. It is about. Memorial Auditorium. To go down. And we have <laughs> one of my favorite people in this whole world. The current WBC Youth champion, I give you Carlos <laughs> Dixon. Los, what's going on with you, man? man How you what's doing, up, guys? Thank you guys for having me, and I appreciate it. Thank you guys for all the love and support. Always, you know, before the belt, before everything, you guys was always. Are you still amateur, first-hand. man? Was following you around, man, man. So I, I really appreciate you guys. You guys was there at the beginning of the journey, and. You know, we still we still very early in, in the journey, so don't even worry. We still got many strides to uh, to take and and uh, following in the in the footsteps of the greatest. You know, Los, I tell you what, man. I, I you know I think all the way back to when we were up in Nap, uh, oh, man. <laughs> and just going up there when when you were still doing the thing on on the uh, amateur side and just being up there and watching how you worked and just watching. Um, your development and growth from then to now. Um, <laughs> to your just first professional fight. To, to, to the first professional fight there at Freedom Hall uh, and having that big-time knockout victory. It was 37 seconds? 31. 31, 31 seconds. seconds. I, I, yeah. I, I, I cheated him six seconds. Uh, 31 seconds. Um, and, and then to now go down there to Jamaica, win the belt. Talk, talk about winning the title, going down there. What was that like, that whole experience, um, your thoughts kind of going in, and what it's been like since? Well, honestly, um, it was it was one of those things that was – I was super eager, super excited to go down there just for just to be able to get the opportunity, first and foremost. And um, so we went down there, and um, we're on our way down to the venue. It starts raining. So I'm like <laughs> – Oh man, we're fighting outside. How does it? How's this even about to work? Hey. <laughs> Next thing you know, it starts raining more within the two and a half, three hours on the island, more in one day than it has the whole year. Really? Oh wow. Yes. So like it's literally raining cats and dogs out there. Like it's it's pouring, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, it was like an emotional night. I'm sitting here, I'm damn near about to cry because I'm like, dude, I didn't came all this way. <laughs> I want like I want to fight so bad. Like we yes. worked so hard. And um, and lo and behold, the it, it slowed down to like a a, a slight mist uh, sprinkle, and uh, man, we we threw some plastic bags on my shoes and we walked on out to the ring. That's what's up. And um, yep. And let me see. Uh, six. It was the sixth round when I got him out. And um, yeah. So I damn near cried because first I thought I wasn't about to. I thought I wasn't about to fight, and then I damn near cried after I after I won. So. When did that, it was so, amazing. So, what was the, what was the atmosphere like in in Jamaica when the 
when you're sitting there they're announcing you and in the blue corner well, from honestly, Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> what those feelings kind of going through knowing that the title was at stake? Well, I'm used to that. I'm used to being like the only person from Louisville that's coming out and like, you know, everybody looking at me like the underdog. I'm used to that. So I was, that's normal. Um, but to go there for this gratitude, like, you know, I'm going there to fight for a WBC belt and um, youth belt at that. I'm going to go ahead, you know, be politically correct, you know. Um, but um, it was it was just amazing because, you know, it's, it's just a step closer to – to the to big gold the green the big gold and green belt that's yes. the one that I want and um so like you know this is a, a smaller piece of it this is the um 18 to 24 um mm -hmm. year old this is it used to be called the junior belt and they just changed it to the youth belt um I'm not exactly sure how many years ago okay but they ended up changing in between that so the day after I turned uh, the day I turned 24 it um uh, no longer holds any weight but will be close enough to the bigger one. It, it won't. It won't matter. Absolutely, absolutely. Anytime you can uh, come back and bring that belt back, and you can be called world champion, yeah. that is special, and, and that is something that has not happened to someone here in this city in a long, long time. And, and I can't remember what fight it was, but I believe one of the Ali fights. It was raining. Like or I remember them showing like. Uh, you know the, the rumble in the jungle, the, the rumble, on, the rumble. I can't, I can't remember which one it was. Whether it was Thriller Manila, Rumble in the Jungle, but so you know your predecessor uh, had some Man. success. Uh, you know, f fighting it fighting in, in the jungles. Yeah, 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 in rainy atmosphere. So I, I, th I take that as you know a sign of good luck. And that's what um that's that's something that we're trying to do is you know um Ali never got a chance to defend his belt here in, yes. in Kentucky in Louisville. Actually, um nobody's ever defended the WBC belt. In, in Kentucky wow. history, so we're we're trying to tip away a, a little bit more history. Absolutely, there we, there we go. So trailblazer. So so tell us like about the fight. When it like when's the fight? Where's the fight? January. 18th. How do you get tickets? All, all that good stuff. January eighteenth. Um, you can get tickets down at uh, Louisville TKO Gym, Louisville's top notch gym at my um uh, at my gym at one hundred four East Breckenridge Street. Um, you can ask for Charlie or my dad James Dixon, um, or Charlie Harp. Um. And we'll be able to get you together, or you can get them online. Um, tickets start as low as thirty dollars, um, and they—I believe—actually all, all of the reserve seating are just about sold out. And those are the seventy-dollar tickets, and all the tables are actually sold. So that means get your tickets now is going to yes. be absolutely bonkers, bonkers. Yeah, yeah we got a great card. We got a great card. We got—I um, um, believe five to five to six um, fights. Wow. Um, so it's gonna be a great night of boxing. Um, a lot of a lot of great talent. So um, I know you guys are gonna. Um, doors open at seven, and um, I believe the first fights are gonna start at eight. So. Okay. So tell us about your opponent there. Who is he? Do you, how how much you know about him? What's his style? Um, All that good stuff. Luis Ronaldo Castillo. He's a um, he's he's a Mexican fighter. He's a uh, twenty-one and five with sixteen knockouts. Mm, that's a problem. Um, his only losses came from like um very high pedigree. Okay. Um like Gary Russell's, uh let me see, um Abraham Nova was one okay. of them. And um yeah, like he, he ended up stepping up more or less and um and fighting these guys, but he's definitely a, a tough opponent. Um 
he's a boxer, you know, he likes to shoot the jab and whatnot, so it's going to be fun. Uh, I, I can't wait. The sweet science, man. And, and anybody, if you have not had the opportunity to get out there and see Carlos do his thing, um, very gifted technical fighter, has knockout power, very quick, spins off that jab and comes and gives you that two-piece and y'all know what i'm talking about when i'm, I'm not talking about chicken dinners that give you that two-piece off the jab the biscuit <laughs> i'm telling you very gifted carlos now let me ask you something man um just as far as your growth as a boxer um you always had that god-given quickness that that combination of quickness and power but technically what have been the things that you have improved the most at and what do you want to continue to improve on in the ring um there's always room for improvement, like, in any and everything. Even when I win, I always still go back and look at, like, dude, you shouldn't have got hit with this shot. You shouldn't have got hit with this. So, like, more or less, we just, we're just we trying to tighten up everything and okay. um, and be a little bit more conservative and slow down. Because yes. more or less, I, I've rushed things a, a lot. So, like, that's no, something not that you. I've tried to. Oh, yeah. Definitely <laughs> me. I've, um, I'm more or less always on go always still going and trying to and trying to go forward and i gotta learn how to relax some so that's something that we're we're trying to do oh, that's huge. and if there's any question about what carlos needs to do anybody who's never been out the voice that you hear at all times when this man is in the ring is the voice of his father james dixon james in the is, background screaming. <laughs> yes it's always throughout the ring I, I i love it um but no i i totally agree uh that you have the ability to change a fight very quickly and, and and as you continue to move up that that ladder i think that's going to be um the, the 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 ability to, to kind of take that pace people always talk about in basketball mm -hmm. uh, how the game slows down uh, and once you learn as a point guard to not go a thousand miles yeah. an hour and to slow down Let it kind of helps you just kind of change speeds yep. and use that speed uh, in, instead of going at, at top speed, if you bring it back a gear. Yeah, that's you know? the thing is I'm always going forward. I'm always trying <laughs> to initiate the fight, and then that, that sometimes brings me out of position. Yes. Or like I'm always, or I'll end up moving and doing a move a little bit too quick, and then I didn't, I didn't waste it and, and messed up the whole slot no, that, that I had that I was trying to do that. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to calm down and and you know just just ease into it a little bit more, give you guys a little bit more of you know my boxing ability. Absolutely. Well, you know, I've watched, of course, Rashawn, I both have watched like almost all your fights. Mm -hmm. And watching your maturation from your first fight, mm -hmm. when we was in Expo 5 to now, it's just amazing. I want to make sure everybody comes out there next Saturday, January 18th, Memorial Auditorium, 7 o'clock. Get your tickets. Go by TKO Gym. Go on and a Memorial Auditorium's website, Ticketmaster, what have you. <laughs> Get your tickets. Show up. Get there early because it's, it's going to be a great night of boxing. And we got a, um, a quick little add-in. Tonight at uh, 7 o'clock, between 7 and 9, I'll be on 4th Street um, at Sports and Social Club doing a meet and greet. And I'm also signing autographs and whatnot, taking pictures. So please, you guys, if you're not doing anything, stop on by 4th no, Street. No, hold on, hold on. Come down to 4th Street, <laughs> meet. Carlos and stay for the Ravens game because Boom. it's going to be on there at the there Sports and Social Club. So why not come out? Of there course, you go. there you go. There we go. We 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 we, we taking out two uh, two birds with one stone. There come it on is, now, guys. There it is. Hey, but you know what? Time flies when you're having fun. Carlos, appreciate it. Thanks for best coming of in. luck. Thank you guys for my brother, me. my uh, the man I, I call my nephew, Thanks. and I always will. Much love to you. Continue success. We'll be out there next Saturday covering the fight, but. Like like to end every show without any struggle. There is no progress.
Peace. The views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded! Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com.